0: Hello, welcome to this week's episode of the Help on the Way podcast, where we are featuring April 6th, 1994, from the Miami Arena in, wouldn't you believe it, Miami, Florida. Ooh. I am your co-host, The Game, here with my fellow co-hosts, Knob and Fig. Let's give them an old failed troubleshooting hello,
1: friends. <laughs> old troubleshooting failed hello. Well, Hold on. It's a, Let me try that again.
2: It's failed troubleshooting hello, friends. Go. That
1: sounds like troubleshooting how troubleshooting friends long? fail. Hello? <laughs>
0: <laughs> hello? Hello? Troubleshooting. troubleshooting. It, it's
2: troubleshooting. really... It's really a personal failure for the fans because I really wanted to share with everybody on the podcast but the hosts and the fans something amazing that happened um, when uh, the band was performing "Easy Answers uh, there was a sound check for, like, from a couple of nights uh, before this Miami show um, and, and it was added on to the end of this tape it's on the archive we don't think it's it was from the same show it was not. Bob no, there was. Hold up
1: the newspaper with today's date.
2: No. Wow. This is from. A, this is. <laughs> yes. Using audio, he he he's that good of a musician. Yeah, Bob, he was able. Bob to Weird goes picture. up to
1: the mic and goes. It is April third, nineteen ninety four. <laughs> now let's uh, run easy
2: answers. I'm reading the Miami Herald from April third. For right. the record, it is. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. For the record, for, for fig down the road, so. I really wanted to show this to everybody. On Easy Answers, Jerry... So, I don't know if you guys ever listen to soundchecks. This is actually the first time that I delved into soundchecks. Have you guys ever listened hmm. to Grateful Dead soundchecks?
1: Time to time.
0: They, um, the famous ones.
2: Oh, yeah, like the soundcheck jam, yeah. yeah well, this yeah, one, like they're actually fine. like working stuff out. It's actually kind of interesting to hear them work. Um, and like work on songs. And they are working on Easy Answers. And they're trying to get tight and stuff. And at one point, Jerry just like tells everybody just to stop, and he tempos Bobby. Wow. He literally is like, Bobby, 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 tempo. <laughs> he gets and that's and, and that was the payoff that I wanted to troubleshoot to have you all listen and to also record your reactions for posterity. It, but, it, I um, mean, it's
1: like... I always say, if Jerry were alive, he would be cyberbullying the members of Jed Company. And I'm always <laughs> saying this. I, I would say probably twice an episode. I don't think you're wrong. I don't, I don't think you're wrong. I don't, I don't... I don't think Jerry would know how to send
2: tweets from his phone. Oh, I do. He'd figure that out real easy. He'd be on that recliner. Just tweeting away. Oh, yeah, he would absolutely be using, like, Siri and shit. Yeah. For if, sure. If you think his rap take was cringe, wait till you hear <laughs> oh, <man>. Jerry's Insta takes. <laughs> All Co- right. Continue with the intro. I'm, I'm just bummed
0: uh, out Oh, here. yeah.
2: We're still in yeah, the
1: show.
0: We, uh, we do have a podcast to start, don't we? Um, this week, we are featuring April 6th, 1994, from the Miami Arena in Miami, Florida, but before we dive into that delicious main event, we're gonna go ahead and kick off our channel six news segment for the week. Um and we do have a bit of uh jam band um news this week. Um first things first, um Billy and the kids, um two shows. Is that correct,
2: Nob? No, just one I think. Just one I feel like two shows. And, and Gloria, and it's gloriousness. Um, so, Billy uh, and the kids. we're Kid. talking about a different. Yeah, we're talking about
1: Billy and the kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not. We're, we're too two many Billies in, in our
2: world right now. And they're both doing oh, Halloween. Oh, Billy. <laughs> we're talking about. Billy Strings. I really wanted to talk about, I honestly wanted this to be about (laughs) Billy Strings. I mean, we can talk about Billy Strings, but we do at least
1: first have to mention the fact that one of the living members of the Grateful Dead played a concert on Halloween. we got to at least touch on it. Wait, Billy and the kids played Halloween? Oh my god. (laughs) Yeah. That's why we're talking about them on the
2: Channel 6 News. I honestly thought, well, we were talking about the Billy Strings concert last night and I thought that we were gonna... well, yeah, it was awesome. But you're right, Billy Strings has nothing That's to do with That's the one we podcast. watched. Did they play a Grateful Dead show or song during the Billy Strings? No, Billy hasn't played a really? no. Grateful Dead song
1: in a year and a half. Oh no. no. That's it's deal. <laughs> He's not yeah, he's suckling off the teat of Chumbawamba. and Metallica. And I am a real American. Oh my god. <laughs>
2: Just move on. I'm done.
1: Um, Billy and the kids, I
0: think they were out <laughs> on the West Coast.
2: Yes, they um, were in
0: California.
2: Yeah, but that's
1: quite literally um, <laughs> all I know of that said show. I've so. heard it was... I, I've been hearing be- a lot better things about this show than I did about the, the Cap shows. Uh, I was hearing... I didn't... I haven't listened to it. Um, but I, I've heard it was kind of night and day from the... Really? Yeah, which I'm, I would be very happy to be pleasantly surprised. Um Seriously. It furthers my theory that Billy and the kids just hate New York City, because um, they played three bad shows this year, and they were all in New York City, Jesus. and all their non-New York
2: City <laughs> shows have been pretty good to very maybe, good. Maybe they just hate you personally, and they didn't know which show you'd beat <laughs> at, so they just played all of them terribly.
1: They should have known that I wasn't going to the Cap shows because it was the closing weekend of my musical. I invited Bill Kreutzmann. <laughs> and what's interesting is it's like you can't even say they hate
0: the Eastern Time Zone. It's like they just hate No, because they were great <laughs> in
1: Baltimore, but they just...
2: <laughs> I don't know what it is. Oh, well, that's fascinating. Isn't that what Bobby said about the Grateful Dead? They, they blow the big shows.
1: Uh, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say the rooftop of pier 17 is the big show. <laughs> um, this is the man who's it's played the, in the stadiums big apple. And arenas around the country. Yeah, but he's played in bigger places in the big apple. All right. All right.
0: Uh, moving on into our channel six news, I guess we will, uh, touch on a moment. Uh, one Billy strings, uh, Billy strings, had Billy strings his... show so good. Uh, so it, cool. It really was. Um it was dubbed the dreadful it, it was it really didn't. It was dubbed the Van Randall Scramble. Um yeah. and it was Billy Strings' Halloween show. And it was in Grand Rapids. Is that correct, Noam? Yes. Grand Rapids, uh, Michigan. Grand Rapids, Michigan. Um, and it was a professional wrestling themed show. Um and it was great. <laughs> Yeah, it, not only was it great like theme wise, uh it was great musically. Um yeah. lots of um excellent guest um guest stars, um all in wrestling
2: themes, which it's was awesome. pretty which is pretty great. Well, I, and it wasn't just wrestling, right? It was like classic wrestling. Like it was nineties right, like yeah, like, and aughts, early aughts wrestling, yeah.
0: I really enjoyed Hillbilly Bill Bill yep.
2: Narishi. That was one of my particular
0: favorites, Um, but no, it was excellent, Uh, and I do believe it was free for Nugs subscribers. So, uh, if you are a Nugs subscriber, go out of your way to check that out because it was um, excellent. And the second set was incredibly long.
1: Um, When I came, the whole thing was yeah. When I um, four thirty with the set break. That's that's a long one. Like I checked the um
0: the set list because I thought like cause I went to sleep after Johnny Be Good. Um mm. and I was like, all right, like there's like what like eight more songs? No, <laughs> not at all. It was a pile of wow. them. Wow, yeah. Um, next up on channel six news, Bobby Weir and this? his friends in the old Stanford Symphony Orchestra. Um got together. Uh, yeah. Nob, do you want to uh, give us some details on that?
1: Yeah. Uh, two or three days ago now, uh, Bob Weir and the Wolf Bros and the Wolf Pack played with the, the Stanford Symphony Orchestra, which is a, awesome. a student orchestra <laughs> in California. Um, I, It was very good. Um, it helps that this was the first time that Nugs actually streamed the audio of these orchestra shows. I think it <laughs> has to do with Musician Union contracts and blah, 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 blah. But they streamed these, so we were able to listen, and they were very, very good. I've, in general, enjoyed these, these Bob Weir and orchestra projects. Yeah. The, the earlier DC and Atlanta runs were also very nice. This was really strong. The, the Sailor's Saint is an all-timer. I implore our listeners to go seek that out. Um, and oh. a really good weather report suite with the full orchestra. It was very good, all in all.
2: I have um, my aunt. My aunt and uncle are, are deadheads. They, uh, they, they moved to the Bay Area in like the late 60s to like do that thing. I think technically it was for grad school, but they were also hippies. Yeah, Um. Course. My Yeah, they, they did it kind of the smart way. Um, <clears throat> my aunt sent me uh, something from or an article. Um, from I guess one of the Bay Area newspapers, uh, titled it was a concert review Bob Weir Symphony Team, uh, Bob Weir comma Symphony Team for Night of Beautiful Music," and a very yeah. glowing um, review, three and a half hour benefit concert. Uh, now I will say the one thing that I w- that I want to bring up is it was about Dark Star. Ah, so here's a paragraph th- about Dark Star. Uh, The Dead's legendary dark star, somewhat surprisingly, was a bit of a dud on this night. Maybe the Mm. band should have jammed the tune into Your Body is a Wonderland to spice things up a bit. And then, parenthetically, it sure worked for Weir's former Den and Company member John Mayer recently. Um, Hmm. Yeah, so the meme will never die, and I don't know if that's a good thing. They like Days Between.
1: Interesting. I thought it was yeah, a but, good days between. They said
2: he crooned it like Frank Sinatra, Tony Bennett, or Bobby Darin. Oh! They're, those are never people I
1: would compare Bob Weir's singing voice to, but I guess that is fair.
0: I like to hear Bob Bobby. Weir sing some Bobby Darin songs.
2: Somewhere beyond the <laughs> sea somewhere. <laughs> I like to hear you sing some Bobby Darin songs. Fuck yeah! Let's get you on our podcast. Uh,
0: next up on the Eric sings Bobby Dar- Oh, government name. <laughs> whoa, uh, whoa, game whoa, sings. Whoa, whoa. Game, game sings yourself, Bobby, bro. Game sings Bobby Darren songs. Uh, we have Dave Picks48 has been released, and Dave Picks48 is November 20th, 1971, from the Pauly Pavilion at the beautiful university. Uh what the hell does UCLA stand for? University of work it out. Pooh, I don't know. That C is
2: confusing me. (laughs) Keep dangling on that line. You got it. UC. It's UC. UC Los Angeles. (laughs) Yeah, but what does UC mean? You you got this.
0: University
2: of University of California, Los
0: Angeles. Look at that. Oh,
2: if I had my you could get it. Yes. Um, if my system was working properly, I'd have some claps for you here. I could get yeah. a soundboard going, but didn't. I'm bummed so, about that. So, <laughs> Game, throw in a clap sound effect for yourself when you're <laughs> editing this
0: back. Um, so that has officially been released. Um, And actually, it looks like it is totally sold out on Dead.net. Um, yes. Truthfully, it looks like a pretty good show. I mean, yeah. I don't think you can really go wrong with a uh, a 1971 show, and Dave picks are pretty dope. So um, if you were not able to get this one, uh, seek them out in the future. Um, And as well on Dead.net, since uh, we are recording this on November 1st, the 30 Days of Dead Have officially begun.
2: It's um, to, on
1: go outside even less
0: yes um so what the 30 days of what's the it's 30 days of dead yeah yes um so 30 days of the dead is each day um on dead.net uh a free mp3 is released um and now ha, now correct me if i'm wrong is it an unreleased
1: mp3 or yeah it's- I I Occasionally they're from releases that have already happened, but generally they go for unreleased tracks uh, that are usually meant to be standout renditions of songs. Last year had a lot of really good ones. The Dark Star, I always go back to. Um, And then, yeah, they give it to you without the date or anything like that, and you have to find it.
0: Yes, so today's song is a Comes a Time, and today's song's hint is a song that first appeared in 71 and came and went from the repertoire. It was rare enough that it was always a newsworthy song when the Dead played it right up until its final performance in 1994. So, if you guessed 1970 or 1995, you were incorrect. But up until then, uh, or wait in between seventy one and ninety four you have a shot. So uh please make sure to check that out because that is fun
2: um to do each and every year. And I do Wait, believe that is I don't waiting. understand it. Like it's like a game show? No, no it's, it's a free it's download. on their website. Right. You download the song, you listen to it, and
1: then you go into the form and you uh, you fill it out. And then every day, there's a, a winner of all the people who got it right. They do a little uh, raffle. So one does person. game show. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And one person okay. who gets it right gets a a calendar. If we yeah. had the ability, I have to... the calendar from last year. Ooh. Wait, you won? One of the days, I think it was like a he's gone or something. Why are you not flexing that like all the time? Because I, I I don't know. I got him right most of the days that month. That just happened to be the night I won the, the drawing. Wow. Should I brag about this more? It was a he's <laughs> gone, and I'm going to say it was from 1973. I don't know if
2: that's true. I think I, if, if I knew, I'd have more questions to ask you. <laughs> the I calendar, let's was... talk about that.
1: Uh, yeah, it's it's is it uh, my, like swimsuits it's it's, it's or Bobby wearing shorts, <laughs> Bobby short calendar? Oh, I wish I truly <laughs> do wish. No, it's it's just a bunch of like psychedelic Grateful Daddy kind of art, and then the calendar is full of like dates of like when albums were released, when members were born, when when like iconic fan favorite shows happen, just in case you needed a. Yeah. A Grateful Dead liturgical calendar,
2: Jewish holidays—they're included. Exactly. Yeah, that sounds fun.
1: Yeah, I I enjoy my—I've got no gripes about my calendar. I, I
2: will say a Bobby Short's calendar is like a decent shakedown street, you know. Things. I was going to
1: say if there was if you if you went to a a Christmas party full of Deadheads, like that would be a great white elephant gift. <laughs>
0: And I mean like Bobby Shorts in 2023. I don't need, I don't want no, I don't want no 80s Bobby Shorts. I, I, they need to be modern Bobby Short pictures. Yeah. Uh, anyway, moving on to our yeah. main event of the All evening. Right. Uh, April 6, 1994, Miami Arena, Miami floor. This was a Wednesday evening in the springtime. Uh, set one kicked off with Jack Straw. Into Jackaro, into Wang Dang Doodle, uh, Broken Arrow, West LA Fadeaway, El Paso, Road Jimmy, and then ended with Promised Land. Fig, what are your thoughts on set one?
2: Okay, so yeah, April sixth, ninety four, uh, a Wednesday show, um, an odd only, uh, has been passed down to posterity. Uh, I, my, um, the outlook was not so good. Uh, going into the show, and I was completely and utterly blown away by how awesome the show is. Um, interested to hear what the what the co-hosts uh, think and say. So we start off with back-to-back Jacks, Jack Straw into Jack Rowe. Uh, Jack Straw, I just wrote, wow, great energy. Vince sounds really good on the harmonies, and I'm a Vince Welnick, caterwauling hater, so that's huge for me. And Jack Straw, honestly, I, again, I, I love Jack Straw. Uh, it's a great way to start the show when they when they play it with energy. And they did that tonight. And and so, again, this was a perfect way to start off a really good show. Jack O'Roe, Jerry's guitar was on fire. Not literally, hopefully. Uh, he forgets a line uh, in, like, the second verse, but the crowd loves it. And, again, this is one of the benefits of having an odd. You get to hear the warts and all and and the crowd reaction. And everyone's having fun. And, and that transfers through... Very well, uh, this night. We get into Wang Dang Doodle. This is not one I usually rate, but this was a good, raucous version. Uh, I even like the MIDI horns, they were very grungy, mm-hmm. and I just liked what they were. I was picking up what they were putting down, so to speak. Uh, Broken Arrow, uh, this is one of my groaners, uh, typically, um, of a set, uh, in, in, in that I would groan, uh, every time I see that Broken Arrow is played. Uh, Phil I mean, Lesh, yeah, like you know, not,
1: like you're about to go,
2: but. <laughs> uh well yeah there's a big bud here because it was actually Mm -hmm. really damn good uh because typically um one of the big groaning uh issues i have with broken arrow is just phil just like dad singing it uh like drunk dad singing it um and it sounds not very good and i didn't like the song but uh, the my first uh, impression here was damn it even phil lesh sounds good on this song uh, I wrote, I've never actually liked this song before this version, and I wrote that it was a heady version of Broken Arrow, if that ever oh. existed. If that ever existed, it was April 6th of 94 on this odd, very beautiful front of board, odd recording. Uh, we get into LA Fadeaway. This one was nice, well played with Jerry's most rocking solo of the night. El Paso was just good. Uh, interested to hear what Knob says about El Paso. Row, I just wrote, man, Jerry sounds good, uh, both in his voice and his guitar playing. I liked his tone, um, uh, Jerry's tone, um, kind of more plinky sounding on the, on the guitar, almost acoustic, but I know it wasn't, and I know Nob knows exactly what guitar Jerry was using, so I'll, I'll let Nob talk about that. And we, final, we, we finished the first set with Promised Land. I said, holy shit, is this driving? Uh mm. Vince Wellnick, excellent boogie woogie piano solo and an excellent end of an excellent first set. So with all that, I will kick it over to knob for knobs. Uh musings. Knob Thank droppings. You.
1: What Okay. Yeah. Well, welcome to knob droppings. Um <laughs> I'm putting, putting that up for a uh, streaming platform possible show title. Uh so yeah, I also I also really enjoyed this first set. Uh, I thought Jackarrow was awesome. It was just really tight. It, it didn't do anything mm. game-changing, but it was really solid and really energetic. The drummers were having a lot of fun. The the second jam reaches a great energetic climax. It was a really great example of the band feeding the crowd, feeding the band, feeding the crowd, feeding the band, yeah. where it just felt like the, the buildup in energy would amp up the audience, and then that would amp up the band. It was very cool. Yeah, a zippy jack the, the big thing of note, like you mentioned, was Jerry forgetting his second verse. And that only causing the crowd to cheer even louder. Yeah. Um, I also really enjoyed the wang-dang-doodle. Some really nice energy. Bobby sounds great. The harmonies are strong. The groove is good. I really enjoy, in the middle, you get a lot of nice interplay between Vince's organ part and Jerry's, like, MIDI sax. Uh, and that was really just fun and playful and joyful. I I wrote that if I was in a worse mood, I could see myself being really annoyed by this wang dang doodle, but I wasn't, and I think it's a lot of fun. Um, I would say our big disagreement of the evening will probably be about this broken arrow. I the The band is playing it well, and if we're grading on a curve, <laughs> This is a very good Phil Lesh vocal performance, <laughs> but truly, and I'm and I mean this with nothing but love in my heart. I, as I continue to have to stress on this podcast, I like the Grateful Dead. But if there is anything that proves the cult like devotion that the Grateful Dead had at this point, it is the insane crowd reaction to Phil Lesh singing like that. Um, it, it is the low point of set one for me. Um, but it's not all bad. I think the band is, is playing really well. Uh, West L.A. Fade Away was one of my favorite parts of set one. Great tempo, great energy. The band was able to lean into the sparser arrangement of the song without making it feel hollow. That's kind of one of my big gripes with 90s Dead, is a lot of songs can either sound too busy or too nothing, too hollow. This, mm-hmm. to me, is a, a great in the middle, where everyone is playing just the right amount of notes. Uh, It really sticks the landing, Jerry's solos are hot, everything about this West L.A. works for me. And then a a surprisingly strong El Paso. I don't rate the 94 ones highly, and this isn't an all timer or anything, but it's very good, I think. Uh, A great use of dynamics, it was soft and sensitive when it needed to be, and it was loud and bombastic when it needed to be. Jerry especially was going off on a tear. I mean, I love El Paso. So I, as as long as it's not an awful El Paso, it's a good El Paso, and this is a good El Paso. Even the Road Jimmy, which I'm not, you know, longtime listeners of the pod will know that I'm not a huge Road Jimmy person. It sounded pretty good here. It was played at a tempo that really kept it from dragging, but it still didn't lose the heart of its emotionality. Jerry sounded great. A, a beautiful and fluid guitar solo. The ending build is particularly impressive. It's quite good. Uh, and then Promised Land was a, an incredibly rip-roaring way to bring things home. To me, Promised Land is a song that lives or dies by how into it Jerry is. And Jerry is into it. When he got to that harmony, like, I found myself sitting up straight. Um, yeah, overall, I was very pleasantly surprised at how much I enjoyed set one. What did you think, Game? Um, Yeah, I was really surprised how much I enjoyed the show just
0: in
2: general. Yeah, definitely.
0: Um, Jack Straw was good. Jackarrow good. Wang Dang Doodle was good. Broken Arrow was rough. Um, really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was <laughs> with me, which means I'm right. i yeah. right. <laughs> Um. Tiebreaker. I like Phil when he sings Box of Rain. <laughs> See, I don't like that. I don't like Box Phil when
2: he sings almost anything else. Nob, so, didn't you have a hot take about Phil singing?
1: Um
3: that it's bad. Alright. A lot of hot take. <laughs> Continue game.
0: Um West LA was good. Really enjoyed El Paso. Real Jimmy was good and Promised Land was good. Um these 94 good. shows that I think are shit are almost always good.
1: <laughs> they were oh. I mean, they're like edibles. We have to badmouth them first, and then they immediately start working.
0: <laughs> I was really, like, I was truly surprised. And, and like, it was an odd. Like, yeah. w- when I think of, like, the 90s, yeah. I don't even think, like,
2: I think everything's bad. Like, I think the well, recordings right, are bad. Right. I think the shows well, are and, bad. And that's, and that's the beauty of this project is that if someone, you know, if I were trolling relisten or or just the archive and I, say I came up with the random uh, you know, generator or something, and I was like, okay, oh, it comes up to April 6, 94. Oh, this is an odd from ninety four. Skip it. I I wouldn't even right. like think. I wouldn't even think to listen to this show. No, absolutely. I would, yeah. I, we would, were... I would. I would. I would filter yeah. odds.
1: April <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. True. 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 Be a, yeah. a better month than we think it is because we had an April ninety four show a few months ago that I remember also being very pleasantly surprised by.
2: Well, and I'll say I I think I'd agree with that because listening to the sound check from the Orlando show which i think happened maybe a couple of nights before the Miami show the band sounded really good and like they were really like working well together for for a band that's been around for what like thir- almost 30 years at that point like it, it was just cool to hear it's a, you know maybe a a last you know blip of of the band being great i don't know you do get some, uh,
1: you know, the, the goodness of shows in 94 is a little fewer and further between, but you do still get some all-time good Grateful Dead shows. It's so cool.
0: All right, set two of April 6, 1994, kicked off with a lovely rendition of Here Comes Sunshine, Into Samson and Delilah, uh, Cumberland Blues, Way to Go, uh, "Woman Smart Men, <laughs> vice Um, versa, man smart, woman smarter Uh, drums and (laughs) space the wheel uh, all along the watchtower um, a really wonderful standing on the moon uh, with an equally great Johnny B. Good encore Um, who did I have go first last time? Fig, Knob, what are your thoughts on set two?
1: Hi, it's me, Fig Knob that was Showtime. Um, yeah, I also liked set two. Um, here comes sunshine was a fun way to get things started. Uh, surprisingly strong opening harmonies on here comes sunshine. I they're okay. They're generally a little rough, a little scratchy. And truth be told, I think each chorus of here comes sunshine in this performance sounded worse than the one before it. Uh, but the opening harmonies are surprisingly tight and a really fun way to get the second set kicked off. Um, it's a zippy and lively rendition of the song. It's, if it weren't for the harmonies, I would consider this a set uh, highlight, but it is still, in general, quite strong. Um, and then Samson, I found it just be okay. You can kind of hear the song fighting for the energy it needs to have to live. It's it's not a bad rendition, it's just a little too mellow. I do really enjoy Jerry's doing this little like tremolo thing in the chorus where it'll be like, if I have my way, blah 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 I thought that was cool. Um, anyway. Cumberland Blues is fun. I I enjoy that one a lot. This was a, a highlight of this set for me. The jam is quiet, but in a way that gives it a lot of room to grow. Everyone is just having a lot of fun with this rendition, and that's the, the key thing with this Cumberland Blues. The rhythm section is bouncy. Vince is having a blast with his piano parts. Jerry feels particularly energized. The vocals are what they are, but the band is having an absolute blast, and their playing is soaring because of it. And then we get to way to go home, and, okay, I, there's no song I feel tonight that, that makes me feel so strongly positive and so strongly negative. Yeah. Like, it is tr- a true in the middle because of strong feelings on both sides. Vince is going for it. <laughs> the energy on the song is is great. Um, it, the, the band is playing the hell out of it, but you just... You listen to those vocals, like, with your ears, and... <laughs> you know you know you 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 two have I, have ears. I have you ears you understand me it just sounded like that but I, god damn they were playing the hell out of it i
2: liked the grateful dead and i liked it what <laughs> what you mr mr caterwauling <laughs> i believe you
1: invented that word no Are You, you like this way to go home Talk no, talk to me about it now. I'm breaking the format out of the home. show. Uh,
2: good version of the song. I just don't care for. I didn't I just stopped. <laughs> I think I made was saying I just don't. Wait, oh no, no no, good version of a song I just don't care for. Uh, so this was so this was a song that I don't really care for, but I thought this was a good version of that song.
1: Interesting, because they I, were on. Th- that's the thing. Musically, I agree with you. This was one of the most energetic, most well played. Way to yeah. go, Holmes! I've ever heard, but you, the Catterwallin really didn't bug you.
2: Not tonight. I don't know. The, tonight was special, well and it may fun. have been the odd. It may have been like because I was there jamming along with everybody. I, you know, tonight, tonight was special. I was vibing. It's vibing. All right. All right. Yeah. And I like the Grateful Dead, unlike some people on this podcast. No,
1: no, that's <laughs> not where we're going. Because I like the Grateful Dead. You don't do this. Out of hatred of this band, um. Oh, anyway. you do it. You you do if you hate yourself. Okay, so there might be some. And that and issues. that is entirely fair. Uh, <laughs> so man, smart woman smarter. <laughs> okay, this is also this is a pretty bonkers set list for set two. Like all of these songs are set two songs, but it. It feels like it's missing like uh, uh, the other one or an eyes of the world or like a really jammy set to song. Yeah, that's, that's fair. It's that's, it's not a complaint. It's just an observation that this is definitely an odd set list um, and an odd recording. Um, thank you. Spicy. Thank you. That's about what that joke deserved. Um, pretty good man, smart woman, smarter. Uh, Jerry's midi trumpet solo is honestly the best part to me. Um, but Bobby is really into it. It is, it is fun. It's good. Um, and then we get to drum space. I thought drums was pretty cool. The first four minutes are, like, heavy and intense, but with a sense of groove. Then we get to, like, the, the video game cave music, and then we leave the cave, and then we're, like, in the desert, and then around nine minutes in, it just gets actively annoying. Um, and then the beam <laughs> comes in, and that's pretty cool. And then we get to space. And, and space honestly provides a lot of different and interesting textures. And it kind of turns on a dime. This is definitely a space where someone will introduce a musical idea, and, and everyone will immediately turn their head and, and feed. Like like someone has left a single drop of blood in the water for the sharks or something like that. Does this make sense to anyone? Yeah, lovely, um, lovely, lovely. <laughs> and then it, yeah, it's a lot of very cool sounds. A lot of them are dreamy and most of them are pretty good. Uh, and then a very smooth, dreamy landing into the wheel. The wheel is a, a highlight of this set for me, not least of all because of the intro jam. And then the energy of the song is, is great in and of itself. It's really driving, it's really fun, and then it's able to slip back into that dreamy jam as if we're still coming out of, of this dream, and this was just a brief moment in the world, and then we go back to the dream, and then Watchtower really throws us into the world. Um, Watchtower is really fun. It's fast and energetic, playing from everybody. Jerry is tearing it up. Vince is really adding some nice keyboard contributions, both on the organ and the piano. And then that takes us to "Standing on the Moon, which I thought was a lovely set closer. Uh, Jerry gives a passionate vocal performance. Say what you will about the song, about this night, whatever. Jerry is feeling the hell out of Standing on the Moon, and that cannot be ignored. Um, really strong rendition. Uh, it's an interesting choice to close the set with this song, but I thought they earned it. Uh and then a really fun and, and energetic Johnny be good to bring us home. So that ends this segment of
2: knob droppings. Uh what did you think, Fig? <laughs> um uh mostly agree. I don't have as much to say about set two. Starts off yeah, with to here comes fight with me about one of my opinions on the songs. <laughs> no, it's just it's just fun to get you going um here comes sunshine it sounded really good uh even the harmonies um and and i do think there's some vocal effects processing going on with these sunshine harmonies i really do think that something was happening there and i'd like if any of the fans know uh what was actually going on there maybe dan healy was working some magic at the control booth uh you know feel free to let us know um but Um, I wrote that I can't believe this is actually an odd. Like It just sounded so good. Whoever did the recording, the taper, was fantastic tonight. Uh, Samson, I wrote, was very good. Cumberland, I wrote, was really good. Um, Long Way to Go Home, uh, again, a a good version of a song I just don't care for. Uh, Man Smart, Woman Smarter, I don't have much for. Drums in Space, I would have skipped, or I pretty much did skip. I wrote that it sounded like uh, Zelda's Ocarina of Time on N sixty four. That's all I got. Uh, Wheel was okay. Watchtower was okay. Standing on the Moon was excellent. This was a majestic version of Standing on the Moon, and, and that majesty really comes through our boy Prince Vince. Um, I guess because he's a prince, and uh, but Jerry's guitar uh, just really well played. Uh, the emotion was just pouring out of his guitar and out of his vocals. So he, he was he still had it. Um, in April of 94. And it really shines through, just like being able to tap into that emotionality, if that's a, if that's a word, um, both with his guitar playing and vocals, almost at the same time. It's just really something special. And that's on Standing on the Moon, and then Johnny B. Gibbons are great encore. So I'll kick it over to game.
1: Who's pretzel eating oh, Halloween wait, candy. No.
0: My, uh, Microphone was like off and on muted, but I am here. Okay, uh, here comes Sunshine was good. Uh Samson Delilah was good. Uh really enjoyed Cumberland. Uh way to go home, not for me. <laughs> uh Man, Smart Woman Smarter was okay. Um, I did respect my time today, and of course that means I skipped drums in space. <laughs> uh, the wheel was okay. Um, I'm just not a fan of the Watchtower. Um mm. I don't know. Like even like go watch Tower. I'm like, eh. um. So it was eh for me. Uh, standing on the moon, I thought was excellent. Um, really, really, really enjoyed Standing on the Moon. Uh, and Johnny B Good was good. Um, I didn't think it was excellent. Um, I didn't think it was anything to really write home about, but uh, a nice up tempo, uh, closer uh yeah. to wrap up the show after that beautiful Standing on the Moon. Um continuing on, we have no Scarlet Fire to rate this week. Nope. Um does this show make anyone's book of the dead? No. Nah.
1: It was good, uh, but
2: no. Uh yes, it does. Nice. Oh. This this is phenomenal. And again, I was blown away um throughout even even with uh just the quality of the audience recording was phenomenal. Very well. uh, Great show.
0: I'm going to say no. um, But I would be interested to put this show up against like a good odd only 80s show Mm. and see if I like it just the same. Like, you mean
2: 1980 itself
0: or an 80s? An 80s. Just
2: a Brent. Any any odd
0: only Brent era show. Just so Mm. I could be like. I really Maybe actually enjoy like this. Tontes. Maybe. Or or is it just like wow, this is great for a nineties show? That kind of thing. I thought it was really good. I, I really do. Like just genuinely it was awesome. Uh which set would we like to feature this week, friends? Um set one or set two? I'll go with one.
1: No. I would also say one. I Both want to go with are... one as well. Both sets are good, but to me the weakest part of the show is the first
2: half of set two. Yeah, in the and, and then we don't need to subject our fans to Drums in Space.
1: No, though I will say that after drum Space was an incredibly strong that was run good. between Wheel Watchtower and Standing on the Moon. Yep. But set one is, is consistently good.
2: Um, Fig, who was your mother trucker
0: of the evening?
2: Uh, Phil Lesh was my mother trucker.
1: Nob, your mother trucker, please. Uh, I would give it to our boy Jerry. Uh,
0: um, yeah, you know what? I'm going to cop out, and I'm also going to say Jerry. Um, I don't normally like to have two Jerry's, but that standing on the moon was great. So yeah, yeah definitely very special definitely Jerry. Oh, uh, we do have a few Reddit comments this week. Um, Fig, would you mind reading those? Because the font is sure. way small for me. I, I I'm trying to make phone. it. Try wait, make... this is you're on your phone. Show? I'm looking at the
2: show sheet on my phone.
1: Oh wow, okay.
2: Um, wait, 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 wait. Oh, did I for do this wrong? I did this wrong.
1: Yeah, the oh, one for gosh. this week's show is the one about B man meeting a dog. <laughs> what? <laughs> No, I promise. I I do
2: this a lot. I do this a lot. You're going to read it. Um, It's
1: going to be a story about B-Man meeting a dog.
2: Okay. Yes. Okay. We have a comment from Reddit celebrity, uh, B-Man, 1973, who, who writes, oh, man, I don't know how I missed this, but I was there, and this was one of the most memorable runs in my touring career, which is in quotes. It was a long winter up in PA, and me and four of my buddies drove down in an extended 78 Dodge van to warm days and nights. To to warm days and nights, I guess, going down to Florida from PA in April. Palm trees and all, and we had a blast. Went to Orlando as well, where one show was canceled due to a death in Bobby's family. Wait, was this the Orlando show that we talked about was canceled? It had to be. Probably, yeah. Oh, very interesting. Um, okay, so frequent listeners will know this happened maybe about a month ago. We listened to a ninety four show from Orlando, uh and we actually were able to come up with some like uh local reactions or you know contemporaneous reactions from newspapers and stuff how people were very upset that one of the shows was canceled. um so that's what b- man's talking about. He continues, but on this last Miami show, there were two dogs with no collars, and you could tell that they'd been dropped off in the fenced-in lots of Miami arena. I said, if the one was there after the show, I'm taking him. He was, and I did, and he was a purebred golden retriever and a beautiful specimen. Jerry was with me for 13 years.
1: I think that's beautiful.
2: Yeah, almost as beautiful
1: as that standing on the moon.
3: It is this pretty cool. I think
1: I would describe that that standing on the moon as as music to befriend an animal too.
2: Sure, I would describe this comment as the standing of the moon of. Of help on the way comments.
0: I think music to befriend an animal too is definitely the title of this podcast. <laughs> um, yeah. Next week we are Love featuring it. a Halloween show, uh, oh. October thirtieth, nineteen eighty three at the Marion County Veterans Auditorium in San Rafael, California. Ooh.
1: Um,
0: oh, the Encore is Day Job?
2: <laughs> Was in an 83 show? I don't believe. Yeah. Me. I don't think that's can that, true. Can that be the uh the show title? The Encore is Day Job? Ah. Uh. all right
0: we're not gonna we're not gonna end this with negativity uh i mean they open with an alabama greatest that's pretty cool yeah
3: Yeah, yeah. it Uh,
0: looks like a very good show it truly does um i'm looking forward to that might as well set one ender sure Uh, but let's go ahead and do our bookkeeping for the evening as always go ahead and smash that subscribe button and like and share with any and all of your Grateful Dead loving friends and family. Uh, you may find us at wherever podcasts are downloaded, but not ones that loosely rhymes with maybe so, maybe not a fact. Uh, you may us. also find us directly on the web at helponthewaypod.podbean.com. You may find us on email if you like to communicate with folks via email at helponthewaypod at gmail.com. Of course, we're on Reddit at reddit.com slash r slash grateful dead. I swear YouTube videos are coming at youtube.com slash help on the way pod. And I have the kick channel offline currently because I was away last weekend. Um, any final thoughts from my friends, knob or fig?
1: Uh,
2: you guys are fun. I'm glad we're done this.
1: Um, please send uh an email to help on the way pod at gmail.com if you want to get our album of game singing Bobby Farron covers. I think you said Bobby Darren. Bobby Darren. God damn it.
2: It's a Bobby Farren. I, no I worry, it. Don't worry be happy. Yes. Here's a yeah. I got road. it right.
1: Pretend I got it right. We're at the end of the show. We don't want to oh, It's Bobby McFarren,
2: so we're all wrong. So oh, I like God. to sing songs
0: <laughs> from Bobby's. Please listen. <laughs> To set one (laughs) of April 6th,
2: 1994. Don't listen.
0: Be happy.
3: Thank you once again
0: for listening to the help. On The Way Podcast.
3: I'm gonna make it cool
4: What else? are you with Does the water Thank you. i The sea